Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. neighborhood good golf dealer and the golf oil companies welcome you to the golf theater the one place where you meet all your favorite stars william powell myrna loy edward g robinson donna michi spencer tracy are some of the stars who will appear here within the next few weeks and tonight the golf theater presents melvin douglas and southern robert young and of course oscar bradley and the golf orchestra and now your host the director of the golf theater roger pryor Good evening, everyone. This is sort of old home week for the Friars, what with my wife, Ann Southern, on the show. Melvin Douglas, Bob Young, Ann and I have been doing most of our rehearsing in front of the fireplace in our house in Beverly Hills. We really had a swell time. Uh, hey, first, I know you wouldn't mention this yourself, but I think our listeners should know that the rehearsals were held at your house instead of here at the Gulf Theater because, well, Ann said goodbye to her appendix just three weeks ago, and she couldn't go outdoors until today. Yet she insisted on doing her share and going through with tonight's play her second appearance in the golf theater this season. Well, thank you, John. It does make me mighty proud of her, but that's typical of the spirit that has made the golf theater. The stars appear here because they really want to. You see, the money that golf would ordinarily give to the stars and the writers is given instead to help meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and to build a home for the less fortunate members of the picture industry. But to get back to tonight's story, it's Helen Minardi's rollicking comedy, I Met Him in Paris. On with the play. New York, November 1938. The French liner Normandy is about to sail. And in a stateroom on B-deck, Kay Denham, sparkle-eyed, custom-built, blonde and lovely, is saying goodbye to a worried young man named Burke Sutter. to go to Paris. Yes, I've worked in what is for five years to take the ship, and nothing's going to stop me now. I've been going to ask you to... I mean, well, I'm very fond of you, Kay, and I thought you and I... Bird, I like you very much, but I don't want to marry you. Kay. Well, at least not now. But Paris is full of Frenchmen. You mean you don't trust me? Well, I hope I can, Kay. Well, you'd better not. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if I disgraced myself. Oh, really? Oh, just the last call. Goodbye, Bird. Goodbye, Kate. You cable me every week. Yes, I'll even send you a postcard. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, 
come. Bonsoir, mademoiselle. Voulez-vous commander? Now, wait a minute. I came in your restaurant because the sign in the window says we speak English. Now, produce. Ah, oui, mademoiselle. You are the ask to wish for me your pleasure. I have the ask to... Uh... What? I am speaking which American? Okie dokie. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, one martini, please. Up you come. Say, where did you learn English? Japanese houseboy from America. In the 25 franc place. Oh, that's cheap. Considering what he's done for you. Okie dokie. Uh, Okie dokie. Pardon, mademoiselle is American, alone and very beautiful. She will need a guide. Uh, please go away. Pardon me, may I rid your house of termites? Oh, thanks. It would be a pleasure. Go wax your mustache, Casanova. I, uh, hope he was annoying you. I'd feel awfully silly if he turned out to be your uncle. So would I. I've never seen him before. My name's Gene Anders. I, uh, write novels. May I sit down? My name's Kay Denham. I'm on a holiday, and, uh, you're already sitting. Oh, so I am. <laughs> well, well, uh... Been in Paris long? No, I just arrived. <clears throat> oh, dear. Hello, Jean. Uh, don't look now, but there's a man behind you with a cough. May I sit down, too? Miss Denham, may I have the doubtful pleasure of presenting George Potter, the so-called playwright? We're traveling together. How do you do, Miss Denham? How do you do? Uh, what were you going to say when George interrupted us? Well, uh, just that I've always wanted to come to Paris, and now that I'm here... I don't know what to do. Oh, how fortunate you should meet me. Yes, and how fortunate you are not to have met him alone. Miss Denham, how about dinner tomorrow night? And afterwards, I'll show you Paris. Oh, that's pretty fast work, but thanks. I'd like it. That's great. What time shall we call for you, Miss Denham? Now, wait a minute, George. <laughs> I'm sure you know the old saying, two's a company, three's a crowd. Yes, I'm sure Miss Denham knows the old saying, there's safety in numbers. We'll call for you at seven, Miss Denham. Well, it's seven o'clock, Gene. We'll wait till one minute after and then announce ourselves. Yes, we don't want to appear too anxious. You do look a little feverish. Why, my motives toward Miss Denham are none but the highest. Ah, a cheap speech, poorly read. What about your middle-aged motives? I'm only 36. I resent that. Oh, goody-goody. Just like the characters in your cheesy plays, you throw back your head and resent things. Yeah, forget my plays. I've forgotten your novels. Another crack like that, and I... It's 7-1. Yeah, well, you wait here by the elevator while I call her room and tell her we're here. Okay. Tell her the lobby's drafty. Maybe she'll ask us out. Yeah. Clerk, uh, what is Miss Denham's room number, please? 417, maybe. 417, thanks. 417, please. Uh, hello? Hey, this is Gene. I'm in the lobby. Oh, Good. Uh, what'd she say, Jean? Oh, uh, she says to come right out. Oh, swell. Here's an elevator waiting. Well, you go ahead, George. I have to get some cigarettes. Uh, okay, okay. Well, what's our room number? 617. Going up, monsieur. 617, Julia. Oui, monsieur. Ah. Hello, Kay. Ah. Uh. Hello, Gene. Oh, you look lovely. Uh, thank you. Well, let's go places. Uh, where's George? Wasn't he coming with it? No, uh, George had to wait for a phone call from New York. Come on, Kay, I know a little cafe that has the best food and the smoothest music in Paris. Must be the coffee in this cafe that made me tell my life story, Kay. Uh, what happened next? You. You're the climax, Kay. I love you. 
What did you say? I said I love you. Don't you believe me? No. You said it as though you were telling me my petticoat shows. Okay. Come away with me. Where? Switzerland. How can I? Oh, when two people really love each other and go away together, doing what they like, that's living, darling. Uh, Gina, I'd really like to go. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Uh, well, look who's here. Am I intruding? You certainly are. So you finally got your phone call, George. My phone call? I haven't been in a phone booth in months. But Dean told me that... Oh, but did you have much trouble finding us, George? I completely forgot to tell you where we'd be. Yeah, what a convenient loss of memory. Shall we dance, Kay? Dance? Why, surely. Dance? I didn't know you danced, George. Oh, I have silver cups at home. You'll excuse us, won't you? George, you dance beautiful. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, my dancing's a little rusty. I won those silver cups I mentioned playing tennis. I believe you. George, I want to tell you something because I feel I can trust you. Uh-oh. That's one of my weaknesses. I'll probably develop into an old friend of the family. Dean just asked me to go to Switzerland with him. Are you going? No. Good. I wouldn't let you go with him anyway. Why not? Because I like you both too well. Oh. I suppose you think it would be impossible for two people to go away together and have a perfectly innocent good time. Well, frankly, in this case, I know it's impossible. I think you're a little too wise for your own good. Well, frankly, I know that, too. I've changed my mind. I am going to Switzerland with Dean. Huh? And with you. With me? Yes. I'm going to Switzerland with Dean and prove how little you know about women. You don't have to go to Switzerland to prove that. Well, the music stopped. Do I have to come out on the floor and lead you back to the table? Oh, hello, Jean. I hoped you'd gone home. Oh, Jean, I was just telling George how much fun we're going to have in Switzerland. You mean you'll come with me? Oh, that's wonderful, Kay. Yes, I'm beginning to be enthused about it, too. What do you mean, you're enthused? I've invited George to come with us, Jean. Yes. Aren't you glad? I'm weak from ecstasy. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Andrews, Mr. Potter, a toast. A toast? Yes, to the first train to Switzerland. Hello, Kay. I thought I'd just drop in and we'll see how you liked your compartment. Uh-huh. That's nice, Jean. This train gets into St. Albans at uh, 10.30 tomorrow morning. 10.30? Oh, that's a nice time. Yes. How's George? Oh, he's fine, darn it. <laughs> you know, some people believe that it's impossible for a man and woman to go on a trip just for the pure fun of a vacation. Oh, some people just can't understand those things. No, some people ought to have his nose yanked through a keyhole. Kay, I, I want you to know when I told you I loved you, I meant it. Oh, that was before you knew me so well. Now we're really interested in each other mentally, uh, no matter what some old buzzard might think. That's right. Two people can have a kind of a uh, platonic love for each other, can't they? Oh, well, I don't see why not. Well, that's the way I feel about you, Kay. I... Just... Okay. Oh, Jean. Jean, darling. I love you. Oh, what's that? Without looking, at George. If we keep quiet, he may go away. We can't do that. Well, I know, but if you... Uh, uh, who is it? George, the demon chaperone. Uh, come in. Well, George. What do you want? Um, uh, nothing. I've... Just been telling Kay about, I mean, we, how 
We get into St. Albans at 10.30 tomorrow morning. Yes. Uh, Jean was just telling me when you came in that we'd get into St. Albans at 10.30 tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a fascinating conversation. <laughs> so, what's that on your mouth, Jean? What? Oh, lip rouge. Dear, I was wondering why you look so pretty. <laughs> hey, Jean. I want to talk to you about something. If you know what I mean. Oh, we'll have plenty of time to talk later. Well, it sounds like a mystery. What is it? Nothing, nothing at all. But I want to know. Well, you know how meticulous George is. Uh, I probably forgot the hotel reservation. (laughs) Isn't that it, George? No, dear, that isn't it. (laughs) I guess again. Or would you rather we discussed it in front of Kay? Oh, no, no, I'm coming right with you, George. Say goodnight to the lady, Junior. Tell her you've had a lovely time and that you'll be a much nicer boy next time. I don't like the setup, Gene. I'm going to do something about it. What do you mean? Well, you'll pardon my old-fashioned sense of duty, but who's going to tell Kay that you're married? Oh, George, you can't do that. You want to bet? Oh, but you... Listen, you're out for no good. To make it worse, I wouldn't be surprised if Kay likes you more than she should. Oh, George, don't you understand? I'm in love with a girl. Hmm. I suppose that automatically cancels your present marriage to Helen. Oh, George, can't you appreciate what it means to be married to a woman who doesn't love you and won't let you go? My life has been wrecked, but now, through Kay, I'm finding happiness again. Right out of one of your novels, isn't it? Oh, go on, be a heel. Tell her I'm married. Then you can start your own little campaign. I ought to knock your teeth out for that. But I won't because I like you. George, if you'll only let me tell her later. The right time, in the right place. I promise you won't regret it. Hmm, banana oil. But I'll give you a break, cutie pie. I'll wait till we get to St. Albans and see what happens. Before the curtain rises on Act Two of tonight's play here in the Gulf Theater, we have a word for you about the stars. Johnny? I know, Raj. You know, folks, the truly great stars all have one thing in common. Your real star performer in the movies, on the radio, or anywhere else is the one who is determined to improve constantly in every possible way. And the same thing, naturally, is true about a gasoline that is a star performer, like that good Gulf gasoline or Gulf no-knock gasoline. Both these great motor fuels, each in its own field, give you performance that certainly is something to cheer about. All-round performance, too, not just on one point, but on every point. For instance, take anti-knock quality. You'll be delighted with the way Gulf no-knock gasoline ends motor knocks under all normal driving conditions. Power, mileage, smoothness, low carbon formation, all score high. Why? Well, an engineer might give you a technical explanation, but the natural human way to explain it is that the Gulf oil companies, as a matter of regular policy, strive to make all Gulf products better and better constantly. And that means that you get an even finer gasoline today than you got six months ago. Just as six months ago it was better than the year before. To take advantage of this policy of progress, just look ahead like millions of other motorists for the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. The curtain's about to rise on the second act of I Met Him in Paris, starring Anne Southern, Melvin Douglas, and Robert Young. It's the next day in Switzerland, and two sides of our eternal triangle, George and Kay, are whipping along a snowy Swiss road in a horse-drawn cut. Hold it, Dobbin. 
You're a wonderful driver, George. Where'd you learn? Oh, it's easy. It's just like rowing a boat. You just keep the horse's tail in line with the horizon. <laughs> you know, George, sometimes you're almost human. And then again, when you see me dance with Jean, you look so smug and superior, I can hit you right over the head with a club. Well, that superior look is just plain, simple, old-fashioned jealousy. Jealousy? Oh, I don't believe it. Yes. I love you. Oh, my. Should I say this is so sudden? Oh, don't let it bother you. Because I've loved other women and nothing's ever happened. <laughs> Perhaps sometime I'd get a woman if I weren't so placid. I might even get you. <laughs> Gene loves you, but he'll never marry you. And I would. Just what makes you think that Gene won't marry me? Well, he... Oh, I know, that's all. Has Gene told you? No. But you just know, that's all. Yes. I suppose I should be flattered that you told me you loved me, a man of your great knowledge and importance. This is the great moment that every woman waits for, that she lives for. You smug little wise guy. Take it, Dobbin. <laughs> Stage manager Jean, snow covered hills, the balcony, music from the skating rink, the moon, the stars, everything. And no George. You sure must have told him off this morning. He hasn't been around all night. Oh, don't let's talk about George. Do you mind if I talk about how much I love you? No. Will you believe it? No, but I like it. Come here a moment. There. I love you. Believe it or not, I love you. Oh, Jean. I'd swear you meant that, but this is Switzerland and you talk too fast to mean anything. I'm going inside to my room. I'll take you. Uh, well, but you mustn't stay here. <clears throat> oh, dear Darn George. It. Did somebody call for help? So it's you, Georgie. Yeah, old man River. Thought you were going to mind your own business. <laughs> well, I have a new business. Oh, dear, lipstick again. What flavor, Jean? Good night, Kate. Good night, Gene. Good night, everybody. And don't forget, Kay, you and I are having breakfast together, and then we're going skiing. 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 Oh, what fun. Oh, oh, I think we're doing it the hard way. Let's take off the she's and crawl up. It's too bad George couldn't have come with us. Is it? I don't ever want to be with anyone except you. Just you, Kay. You know what that means, telling you that? Yes. Well? Well, hey, I love you, and I want to ask you to... Uh, I mean, if I'm in any position. Well, I will ask you someday, but... But why see, don't you say well, no. You love me, and you enjoy playing around, but you're not the marrying type. Oh, well... Well, you don't see me breaking into tears, do you? Why, you couldn't fool a fool, girl. Goodbye. Okay, wait. Wait, you're going down the wrong side of the mountain. Kay, Kay, Wait! <laughs> Bartender, give me a hot toddy. Oui, monsieur. Have you seen my friend, Mr. Anders, lately? Oh, no, monsieur. He has been seeing all day, as I have just told the American lady. Oh, Miss Denham. She returned yet? No, 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 no. Not Miss Denham. The new American lady who's just arrived. You're drinking, monsieur? Oh, thanks. The new American lady. Oh, God! Oh, how wonderful! I knew I'd find you in the bar. Helen! Why, what's the matter, George? I think I swallowed my bridge work. Oh. Where were all the attractive 
attractive women. Oh, uh, he's, uh, I mean, they're, uh, uh, she, Helen. You know, Switzerland. Yes. <laughs> and I know my husband. I hope Jean doesn't hurt himself. She's so treacherous. Oh, George. Hello, Kate. I was never so glad to see anyone in my life. I'm tired and frozen. Order a hot toddy for me, George. Yes, but in your room, Kate. What? Yeah, lying down in your room. It's the only way to drink a hot toddy, when you're tired, I mean. <laughs> I see you've been cheating, Mr. Sager oh, uh, By all signs, this is the one, isn't it, George? I'm sorry, but I don't understand. Hey, hey, dear, why did you run away from me? I thought you were dead. I thought you'd cheat into a tree. Oh, Jean, I want you to meet a mutual friend of ours. How do you do? Hey, why in the world you... Hell! <laughs> Yes, your wife. Remember me? Why? Yes, uh, Jean probably forgot to tell you. <laughs> you know, Jean. This is the place where somebody ought to say, I explain. Nobody has to explain. It's all very clear. Well, don't be embarrassed, darling. This happens every day. Oh, no, not to me it doesn't. I'm taking the train to Paris, then back to America, and a man named Bert Sutter. <laughs> Hello? Kay. Kay, this is George. Uh, I'm in the lobby. Won't you let me come up and talk to you? Sorry, there's nothing to talk about, George. Oh, will you please stop yelling my... Can you meet the boat? I've been able to say what I've wanted to all along. Will you marry me? What about your wife? Well, she's getting a divorce. She's going to marry an Indian. An Indian? Yeah, but not the kind you think. One of those different Indians with all the money and no blanket. Oh. <laughs> so you don't love your wife anymore. You love me. Is that right? Okay, if you had any idea how much I love you. Don't worry, I know. You must love me every bit as much as you loved your wife before. Huh? And you'll be even more worked up over the woman that follows me and the one that comes after her. Well, oh, you... Okay, I... I'm you... sorry, Jean. You're good-looking and charming, but you're as irresponsible as a two-month-old puppy. Oh, no, Kay, you... Goodbye now. I... Will you please send George up? George? Oh, listen, Kay, you're making a big mistake. George isn't the man to... Are you oh. going to send him up? Uh, oh, whatever you say. <laughs> I want you to marry me. Mm. I thought that might be it. Anyway, you're true to touch, George. And you won't be particularly upset, will you, when I tell you no? 
No, I can't be, because that's what I was expecting. It's a shame, too. I've thought several times that you'd be the ideal man. If only you'd throw away that awful calm superiority. But there's nothing in your eyes to tell me whether we could be happy forever or for a week. I wish things were different. Anyway, thanks for everything. And goodbye. Yeah, I suppose I should enter a plea for myself, but apparently your mind's already made up. You're the complete master of every situation, aren't you? No, unfortunately I'm not. Well, I'll send Bert up. So, you're willing to marry me, Bert, no matter what has happened in Switzerland? Yes, I am, Kay. You trust me, don't you, Bert? That's right, I do. And so, trusting me, you start checking up on me when I don't answer a table. Naturally. You come all the way to Paris to see if it's true what they say about Dixie. Mm-hmm. And oh. trusting me even more, you say you're willing to marry me no matter what has happened in Paris or Switzerland. Perfectly willing. Get out of here, you stuffy little windbag. Get out of here before I crown you. Why, Kay, this doesn't sound like the girl I know. Get out? But this isn't fair. What am I going to tell Mother? Tell her I slammed the door in your face. All this Vicious, hypocritical. Didn't I tell you? Oh, John, it's you. Yeah, pardon the intrusion, but I decided to enter my plea after all, and you better sit down because I'm scared and nervous and I'm liable to talk my head off. Well, if it isn't a human being at last, what is it you wanted to say, George? Listen, Kay, you'd be absolutely crazy to marry me. I'm certainly no prize. I'm as stuffy and conventional as Bert Sutter and as jealous and thoroughly unreliable as Jean. Your life with me would be a nightmare in technicolor, but... Kay, will will you marry me and let me ruin your life? I'm afraid I'll have to disappoint you and say, yes, George. Kay. Oh, I know I'm making a mistake, but you just swept me right off my feet. I have an idea we'll be the most miserable, unhappy, most tragic married couple in the whole world. Okay, you don't really believe that. Yeah, of course I do. You know, sometimes I wish I were crazy, too. Incidentally, what are you fidgeting for? You nervous about something? <laughs> no, Rise. No, no. It's my feet. They got wet on the way to the theater this afternoon. You know, in some of the streets in California, the California dew is knee-deep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's a little moisture, Mel? Just think of the rest of the country with all that cold weather. Oh, but I like cold weather. Liked it ever since I was a kid. Why, well, I can remember going for a drive behind old Dobbin with my grandfather. <laughs> he put in a big, heavy lap robe for us and a horse blanket for old Dobbin. Well, Mel, times have certainly changed, haven't they? Nowadays, we don't have to worry about Dobbin, but we do have to think of our automobile, especially when the thermometer drops way down below normal. Up north, you folks will want to ask yourselves if some of your antifreeze hasn't evaporated. And if it has, better replace it with Gulf Permanent Type Antifreeze 
the kind that won't boil away. And then ask yourself if your car started easily and quickly the last time we had a cold morning. If it didn't, better ask your good golf dealer to put in easy-starting, free-flowing, winter-grade golf pride motor oil. And finally, how about Golf Flex Lubrication Service with the new Golf Flex Lubricant? Your car will ride easier and steer easier, longer, if you have it Golf Flex tomorrow. So better drive in, get that midwinter checkup at your neighborhood good golf dealer. such favorites as Cary Grant, Rosalind Russell, Edward G. Robinson, and Spencer Tracy. Next week, William Powell and Myrna Loy find it out with wise cracks at 20 paces here in the Gulf Theater. Bill, pursued by Myrna, runs away from love on the high seas to the music of Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra, so be sure not to miss it. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying, good night, everybody, for your neighborhood good Gulf Theater. to be with us again next week at the same time when William Powell and Myrna Loy will fight it out. A special thanks to the distinguished Woodbury Playhouse for Charles Boyer's appearance on the Gulf Theater last week. And all three of tonight's stars appeared to courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Melvin Douglas can soon be seen in Columbia's Too Many Husbands. Anne Southern in Met MGM's Congo Maisie. And Robert Young in MGM's Northwest Passage. Thank you.